Hola amigos and welcome to another episode of La Vida Verde podcast. I'm your host Matthew Human here at Finca Vida Verde and my guest today is a Grammy nominated world renowned singer and songwriter. Um, she's a member of our eco village here, the Taco Tal Colectivo, uh, where she just finished building her first off grid house uh, here in the community. And she's getting ready to release her uh, a new album of all original material. We're so honored to have her here. My very good friend, Surreal Ame. It's going to be a great episode. I hope you enjoy. Okay, Cyril Ame, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, I saw that you brought your ukulele. Does that mean maybe we could get a song from you later? Definitely. Oh, it would be such an honor. Thank you. Um, so I know Cyril for the last few years. We've been come very close. Like she's one of our neighbors here at at um, at Colectivo Taco Tal. She comes to Finca Vida Verde often. We have dinners. We're just, I love being in community with you, Cyril. Not just because, not just because of like the musical connection, although that's a big one for me too, because I love having musicians here, but also just like, because the vibes, we have such a good, mm -hmm. good, um, so thank you. Thank you for coming. So, let, but let's, for people who don't know you, I know you pretty well. So for people who don't know you, you were born in France, right? Yeah, Fontainebleau. 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 And uh, you're also part Dominican? My mother is from Dominican Republic. And so that was my mother. My mother tongue was Spanish. And I grew up mostly in France. So you, Spanish was your original language? Yeah. And then French secondary? Yeah, yeah, when I went, started going to school and stuff. And so English would be third? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, you're really great. I know it's, you're, she's a great Spanish speaker. It puts us all to shame here. Um, let's see. So I remember a story you told me one time about um, being running away with the gypsies in, in France. Can well, you tell us the story? I grew up in a little village in France out on the outskirts of Paris. It's, uh, it's a tiny little village called Samois. It's 2,000 people. But it's the village where Django Reinhardt used to live and where he's buried. Django Reinhardt is a legendary gypsy guitar player, for those who don't know. And... And so every year there's a Django Reinhardt festival in his honor in my village. And so gypsies from all across Europe come in their caravans by hundreds and they set camp in the fields and just play guitar day and night to honor Django, you know. And so when I was little, when I was around 13, I became friends with the gypsies mm -hmm. and just fell in love with their way of life and their culture. And through that, fell in love with their music because I understood their music is exactly the same way as the way they live their life. Mm. And how is that? Like, what? How would you describe it? It's very in the moment. It's a very. It's like a community-based music. It's it's meant to be shared. It's for everybody. It's mm -hmm. not just for musicians. And it's it's not about having a career or anything. It's like the air you breathe, you know. Mm. And and so I fell in love with that. And at the beginning, it I I was not allowed to hang out with them because they have a bad reputation. When you don't know, people are scared of what they don't know. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, I had to like escape <laughs> from my bedroom window <laughs> and like run to the campsite <laughs> and 
And what yeah. what's the bad reputation for? Well, is it, there's no truth. It's just all history. Some, all you know, there's some truth to it. It's it it's a difficult position that they're in because in order to keep their identity, they have to be um, nomads, you know. Uh-huh. And so, interesting. There's not a lot of the society is not meant for that. Yeah, nomadic culture isn't really no, but that's no. who they are. So they're always like thrown away from campsites and um, and so yeah, the townspeople get scared when the gypsies come in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it's kind of like I think kind of like I remember being like in the eighties, like when in Ohio, like all the Grateful Dead heads came to town, like in their Volkswagen buses, and my mom like pointing to him and going, "I would be scared." Look at him. <laughs> I'm like those. There they are. Those people like. I was like, what are they, mom? The dead. I was like, I want to go there, be with them. <laughs> like, you know, anyways. But no. but it's very insular. It's, it goes both ways. The gypsies, they don't let anyone in their campsite. And uh-huh. the only reason I oh, was I in is because I was a kid. They're not really inclusive. No, because of so much history. Right. Uh, but but I was allowed because I'm a kid. And, and also, I think my Dominican side matched with them. Like the raw... The raw energy, kind of, mm-hmm. um, and Red so French or what? Like maybe a little more like reserved, kind of, or yeah. And that's where that's that's the people that they have to deal with most of the time. Because they're yeah, okay. And so and so yeah. Now the, and then they became my family. Then little by little, my parents understood there was nothing they can do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a gypsy now. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I love Django Reinhardt, and I've lived listened to a lot of his music growing up. Um, and so let's see, you tour internationally. I know you just got back from some tours um, and you were gra- nominated for a Grammy a few years ago. What was what was that like? Is that like, I, just, for me, I mean, listen, Surreal, as a musician, like for me, being nominated for a Grammy is like one of the like apexes. You, you know, it's like it's an honor, right? Yeah, but honestly, it shouldn't be a goal because it's mm-hmm. nothing you can control. It's not really about the quality of the music. It's really, it's, Right, there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of politics involved, and I remember I would, I have a lot of albums out, and I remember I would always think, oh, this year I hope I get, you know, this year I hope I get it. And my manager at the time told me, Cyril, you should don't hope for that because you have no control over it. Right. And and the year I stopped thinking about it is the year I got. Uh huh. And honestly, was my I found out because my friend called me. She was like, congratulations, and I was like, for what? And she's like, you got nominated, and it didn't really. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. And but what? But what was it? it was like, um, it was a, a, an album of Stephen Sondheim covers. Yeah, I got nominated for the arrangement of one of the songs. Nice. But still, it's it's still. I think it's really. No, cool. it's great. And um, it looks good on the bio. It does look good on the bio. I know. There's people watching right now just because they saw Grammy nominated on there somewhere. <laughs> Um, but no, but you're you're a professional musician, and you know I've had that road for a while, so I know that there's a lot of struggle there. It's hard, like you're living on the road a lot. Do you do you find yourself like missing home when you're on the road? I mean, I have several homes, so I don't really know at this point what home means. But I miss when I'm on the road. The number one thing I miss is my bicycle. <laughs> I love my bike. <laughs> But where's yeah. your bi- where's your bike? I My guess bikes in New Orleans. Well, I guess that's where your home is. Then I wish it was here, though. Let's bring <laughs> your bike here. <laughs> no, but I miss I miss the routine. I miss you know, uh, 
and it's all a balance because when too much routine can get old, you know, but um, it's just difficult to sleep in a different bed every night and not really be in control of what you're eating because you're eating out all the time. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of energy, but the music always brings back right. all the energy. But that's why I, I kind of built my, my life so that I would have this balance of touring, which is a lot of, you know, social interaction a lot of people you don't have any alone time and it's hard to be centered balancing it with time here where it's mostly alone time right and and you know it's, it's really interesting surreal i gotta be honest when i first heard that you were gonna join our community i was like there's no way no way she's gonna whatever like she's just i thought there was you were just enough we had a lot of people that showed up at taco tall for years that were like I'm joining the community. How do I get in? How do I do it? And, you know, so many of them just couldn't. It, well, maybe their lives just didn't push them here for better or for worse. But like I was so I was just like, yeah, just another person, like another musician on the road. But you really surprised me like you came in full force <laughs> like you did. That's how I do things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I mean, you came in and you're like, I'm going to spend this much time here a year. And you did it. Then you you what you camped here for a few years, kind of like, and then then you got a piece of your own house site, and then yeah, and then so you just finished. You you're now living in your your home. Do you want to talk about what was that process like? Does you designed it? Yeah, it was such a big learning experience, and also such a creative experience. You know, it was I started building during the pandemic, so it was kind of an outlet for creativity when there was no shows, nothing going on, and I just poured my whole heart and soul in it. And apparently I have an eye for it. I didn't, I had no clue, <laughs> but as I was drawing the house, I could see myself walking in the house. I could vividly see every, you know, door, every wall, where the outlets would be, where the, I just like, I guess I have this kind of mind. And so, and so it was so fun, you know, cause it was really like, it's my baby, this house. And, and it's and it's all natural materials yeah and and um yeah like i know you you were coming around here for a, oops, sorry you were coming around here for a while like checking out what how you what things aspects about my house that you liked and about finca vita verde you liked and then other places that you would go and you just kind of like yeah put well, them all together i learned as i went because i never done this before and at first my idea was to build a little cabin and I thought, okay, yeah, I, not build a little cabin. <laughs> I thought I don't need an architect. I can do that. Four walls, a roof. Cool. I can do that. Right. And then the pandemic kept going on and on and on. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> maybe I want more than a cabin. And so it just got bigger and bigger. And and yeah, it's really it's it's really a spectacular house, I think. And it, and I have a lot of a lot of plans for it. A lot of um, project ideas you know, organizing workshops and having musicians come in and teach mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I did a permaculture workshop here mm -hmm. from, you know, taught by Sarah Wu mm -hmm. on the land. And I want to do the same thing, but with music and kind of teach permaculture to musicians, teach music to permaculturists, because that's what inspired me mm -hmm. is the, is the nature inspired my music. And I want to kind of ins inspire that in my friends and, and, and see how I can bring music out of people who don't even know they have it in them. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. That's like 
it's totally exactly what you know why you're here i can feel that like you fit right in with that because i think we all kind of share that desire to like bring knowledge that we've earned like gained and bring it out to to people i know that's our goal here as well is to like have you know host groups and stuff so and and it's cool though because we're so close together that we can work together like we've had groups come here and you know they stay here but then they do a concert a night at Cyril's house or they make a fire and do an herbalism course at Sarah's house it's almost like Taco Tall at large is like this yeah. kind of like can become a training Jedi training camp of sorts like I don't know how to it's kind of a weird way yeah to say it's it, but. beautiful I think it's <laughs> it's a it's a real community you know when you can involve everybody mm -hmm. and it also brings like an economy for all of us that's the thing is like we're all living off the grid we're living off the land has that been hard for you like have you ever lived off the grid before that's what i fell in love with when i came here i was living in in brad's little cabin at first and then camping and i just i love i love living with less you know mm. and um i love having to be very mindful of every action that you take every movement that you make and mm. and yeah that that inspired me a lot so and that inspired a lot of music in me yeah well so let's talk about that like what's your what did it inspire you like if you've started right just writing songs and yeah mm -hmm. i i built my career uh on singing a lot of standards a lot of you know jazz songs that i've had the stamp of approval for decades and so I had a lot of struggle believing in myself as a songwriter for many years. Mm. And this place kind of gave me no choice. Mm. It's like the songs just come and sometimes I even wonder if they're even coming from me, if they're coming from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. The best songs are coming maybe from you. Mm -hmm. Actually, <laughs> the, the title track of my upcoming album, that song came to me five years ago after a trip here and it's that song talks about the house that i was going to build five years later the song say wait hold on say this again i need to i need to register this so i wrote a song five years ago called inside and out that uh -huh. i wrote it after having spent a week very intense week here in the jungle mm -hmm. and in the in the song there's a lyric that says I will build a house so steady for you to come back to. Yeah. I just need a little time. And now you've built that house. Yeah. Wow. But, but that five years ago, I had no clue I was going to build a house. Right. So, yeah, this this place is, um, yeah. That's the channeling. It's the channeling. And I think the best songwriters, if you watch, and I used to, you know, I was a songwriter for many years. I would watch interviews with other songwriters like, all of my favorites always said that same thing. They're like, the best songs, they, you're not writing them. They're writing themselves. Mm -hmm. Living in Nashville for a while, it was like totally this other, I learned a whole nother way. And it actually, I feel like I kind of almost don't know if I, I, I've learned a lot of like skills and stuff and like, you know, techniques and stuff in songwriting that being there and studying songwriting. It's a whole nother approach though. It's like, there's this way when you're just an open channel and you're letting whatever flow without considering like, oh, how, you know, is this going to go to the hook long and, you know, is this going to the hook too quick or is this going to catch the right uh, demographic or whatever? Uh, and it's that's why so I crazy. feel like when I'm here, 
all of that goes out the window because when we're in the city, when we're in a, the hustle bustle of like fast paced living, mm. there's so much in our head, but we don't even realize it because it matches the pace of where we are. Right. When I come here, first of all, it takes a few days where I'm like mm. just my thoughts and all the noise is like front and center because it's so much more noticeable compared to what's around me. Right. And I'm like, ah, I go crazy. And then I just go through the gunk of it and it's challenging, it's hard. But then when the noise finally starts to die down, I can finally hear what's inside of me and what's all around me. And it's just like, it's like a marriage. And and that's to me how the songs can come out because that's how you can be an open channel is by listening. Absolutely. And listening to yourself, you mean? Listening to yourself and listening yeah. to what's around, to what right. wants to, the music is all around us. It wants to happen. We're just putting obstacles in the way and like feeling insecure and being like, no, but this is not good enough. We just have to be open and let the music happen. It just wants to happen. Yeah. We just got to get out of the way. Yeah. I know you're such a, I'm always in, inspired when I see you're like the scatting and you're just kind of like the spur of the moment. What are they, um, and on and Joel too, like that, you know, you guys are always like improvising. Yeah. I used, I feel like there was a time in my life where I used to do a lot more of that and I was very open somehow along the way. I don't know if it's from having such a catalog that I've built up and like people, you know, touring and playing the same songs over and over, but I've definitely lost that like freedom. Oh, you mean. Not, com not completely. I don't mean, com <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, it's like, it it's true. Like I definitely like, I'm like. I remember being like so much more open at times and, and it is a little bit sad, but my life has changed. My life has gone, you know, I'm more focused on business and like developing this farming. Think of Eat a Bear Day and growing and planting fruit trees and stuff. And, you know, they can go together, but it's like sometimes it's like it really. I'm very grateful that you do that because you feed me. I do you. <laughs> feed you. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, we had a pumpkin. Oh, man. The first, uh, the second ever Think of Eat a Bear Day pumpkin. There was a nice big iote, como así. Uh -huh. Oh, perdón, I keep hitting the microphone. Yeah, no, it was super uh, nice. We had a nice dinner the other night. Um, I really enjoy that, too. It's the other thing I love about living in community is just like, you know, I do it with, with Sarah, with you, and sometimes even Chris and Luti come over. Like, it's, we're just not that far away, Brad. You know, we're, we all can just, hey, I'm having dinner tonight. What are you doing tonight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And on the way... Get a jackfruit from the tree. <laughs> Salt ice. Right now, it's really I haven't I hadn't been here in the rainy season for a while. It's my favorite, really. I was gonna ask you about that because yesterday, in particular, we had this like massive storm, mm -hmm. and I was like, that tests your house. Those storms are the ones like when it got wet. When okay, yeah, I was gonna say when that wind is blowing sideways. I mean, there's I don't think there's anything you can build that will stop that unless you just want to live inside completely. I don't. Yeah, none of us. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> you have this really Cyril's house for, for those of you um, who don't know, is this really beautiful, open, very open, except for studio. the studio, which is so exciting that you have the very first studio here in Taco Tall. So what was it? You used a certain type of soundproofing or? I use cellular cement. Cellular cement. Which is cement, but... 10 times lighter because it's filled with bubbles, little air bubbles. Mm -hmm. And so it traps the humidity out. I also have a dehumidifier in there because I have instruments. I have an upright bass. Mm -hmm. I have many guitars and nukes. And uh, 
and also it traps the sound, which is really nice in the when there's all the chicharras. How do Does you it? Yeah, the cicadas. The cicadas. Does it stop them from from you don't hear them? I mean, you can hear like a, a, little, a bit. little bit, but it's it helps because the cicadas will get in your brain and totally. And it's hard if you can't turn them off. Yeah, and if you're recording, like yeah. there's only you know unless you have a room like that, there's just no way. Mm -hmm. Like. So okay, well that's super interesting. I I know I'm I'm go we'll have to jam at your studio one time. You can maybe have us a jam at your studio. Yeah. Um, okay, and um, and you you want to talk about what you're doing next? You have a new album that'll be coming out at some point. Yeah. Um. Well, they're they're all songs that were inspired by this place or that I wrote in this place, and um. Yeah, and it's my baby. It's very personal, very, mm. very unique compared to all the stuff I've ever put out because it's all original songs. And when I write, I don't write jazz. You know, I write songs, and um, mm. and so I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And so you're gonna be touring with doing that kind of music too, like some of yeah. your original stuff. Mm -hmm. Fun. It's exciting. You will you sing us a song? Yeah, of course. I'll sing you a song that's not on the album because I don't want to give it away. Okay. I'll just sing you a song that I wrote for that I wrote when I started building the house. The foundation of the house is cement. And then the rest is all wood, but I just wanted a really strong foundation because the house is on a little hill. And so when I had just started, I wrote this song. So it's called Casita de Piedras, which means house of stone, but really it's a wooden house. It's a wooden house. Yeah. It's a house with a st stone foundation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and, and bamboo. A lot of bamboo, a lot of teak. And and bajareque and clay. Yeah. No, your house is amazing, Cyril. You did such a good job. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ready to build another one now? <laughs> Actually, I want to build a little guest house. Okay. To have, to have, you know, when I invite musicians so that they can have their, their partner and they can be, you know, chill. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We're going to get Cyril set up to sing her song. Um, I'm just gonna do the outro right now so that uh, so that we have it. Um, this is La Vida Verde podcast. So my guest today has been the amazing Cyril Ame. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can follow us at uh, at uh, La Vida Verde podcast on YouTube. We're gonna be we're filming this. You can listen on and make sure you subscribe and like and subscribe. Do that. Smash the subscribe button and then. Uh, you can uh, follow us at uh, finca underscore vida underscore verde on Instagram. Uh, you can listen on anywhere on all your favorite podcast places. You can follow Surreal. Where can we find your music? You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, everything at Surreal Aime. C-Y-R-I-L-L-E-A-I-M-E-E. -E. That's right. Cyril Aimé. Cyril Aimé. Who's counting? Yes, Cyril Aimé. And, um, okay, that's it for us. Oh, uh, Patreon, if you want to support us, patreon.com, La, La Vida Verde podcast. And do you have a Patreon? Cyril Patreon.com slash Cyril Aimé. Support your, your local musicians. Thanks for joining us. We're going to get Cyril set up for a beautiful song, and we're going to let her take the outro. So thanks for joining us. Here we go. <laughs> Sin café. 
esperando que el sol me llene de calor y amor, amor. Cansadita me fui al bosque sin razón. Cogiendo las hojas, vi mi corazón volar, volar. Yo te busco y por última vez te pregunto si entre en mi casita de te busco y por última vez te pregunto si me quieres entre cielo y tierra me encuentras ya <risa> que sigue, sigue, sigue. allá <risa> Yo. Sí o no. Si existiera un futuro entre tú y yo, y yo, y yo, mi sonrisa despierta. Yo te busco Por última 
última vez te pregunto si me quieres Entra en mi casita de piedra